welcome. Live from F102, we are Art As We Know It. This is the third episode of our bi-monthly podcast. With this podcast, we hope to share our art knowledge and help to inspire others to find art in their everyday lives. Hey guys, so last time we asked you what was the first modern comic published in 1933, and the answer is Famous Funnies, A Carnival of Comics, and this was a 36-page one-shot. It was featured in Delve Publishing Magazine, and this was kind of the creation of the modern uh, comic in the U.S. All right, today in our history on January 2nd, German sculptor Christian Daniel Roch was born. Um, he traditionally did um, famous historians and uh, historic figures um, for public spaces in Germany. So our first topic today is the history of comics. So before we start talking a little bit more about what comics mean and the creators of comics, we're going to talk about just the actual history of it. So Famous Funnies was the first American comic published in 1933, but we kind of start our golden age of comics in 1938 with the creation of Superman. So the golden age lasted until about 1954, and this is when the archetype of the superhero was created and developed. It, you see the creation of some of the classic heroes that we still have today, like Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, and other characters that we still love. So, and this was also kind of like a pro-America time because a majority of this was spent throughout World War II and they were kind of fighting against uh, outside influences. So a lot of it was like, yes, America, let's go. <laughs> so after the Golden Age came the Silver Age. And this is whenever horror, crime, and romance comics kind of came up as well. DC dominated and they created heroes like The Flash and they created the Justice League to kind of like unite, but Marvel also began to rise and they actually created the Fantastic Four in opposition to DC. And after the Silver Age, throughout the 1970s and 80s, you have the Bronze Age. And this is really whenever Marvel began to dominate and introduce some of their main characters that we see today. And it's also more the rise of darker plots and it started to explore social issues that the U.S. was facing, such as racism, drug use, alcoholism, urban poverty, and environmental issues. And after the 80s came the modern age, and this is what we're in right now. And as in the modern age, we are dominated by cartoons and movies depicting the superhero stories of old and new. And they take on serious issues of modern day, more so than they did in the Bronze Age. And the creators no longer are just white men doing what they want. It is people of color and women have, and they have greater inclusion, and they have a lot of outside influences from other countries as well. So I kind of wanted to pose the question, what was your first introduction to comic books? Was it through cartoons or movies, or how did you guys get into comics? So the first comics I read were the Archie comics. Um, mm -hmm. At Tom Thumb by the Register, they'd always <laughs> have these comics, and I'd love to read them. But the thing is, I thought they were free, right? Because they were just there. <laughs> so I was young. I was like, what, six, seven I'd go to Tom Thumb, my parents are doing the groceries, I just grab like a couple comics, and I'm like, wow, I have comics now, I just walk out with them, no one ever told me anything, but they were great comics, you know, I hate to see the series ruined by this trash new TV series, but that was <laughs> my first experience. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's so doing bad. a disservice. Yeah. So <laughs> first experience comics, comics Riverdale, thank you. <laughs> my introduction to the life, yes. Favorite, nice, yeah. I think for a lot of us, movies were kind of the first introduction mm -hmm. to comics. I remember watching... Fantastic Four, thinking like the, I thought at the time the 
special effects were like so cool, but you watch them now, they're pretty, pretty bad. Yeah, <laughs> I think that like if I would think it'd be see, seem like really rare to find children's first introductions to comics being books, just because we are in such an um, age of like mass media, and so that transition from book to media kind of happened when we were growing up and right. so that would be like mostly our first introduction yeah. i think what's really interesting is how comics has kind of made it outside of us as well so for example mangas in japan are pretty big mm-hmm. and how like animes are based on mangas as well so it's interesting to see how it is technically a popular culture but how the japanese have taken it and made it their own and it's a you know huge business huge art community as well oh, definitely i think it's interesting how you know manga and anime have kind of like come back and inspired U.S. comics now. It's just like this loop of inspiration, kind of piggybacking ideas off of each other. My uh, first experience with comics was uh, my dad is actually a comic fan in the 80s, and he used to buy comics for like 15 cents. And it's like, it's not nowhere near that now. Um, they're like, like lucky to get like, for like more, less than $5 a comic. But um, yeah, he read a lot of Batman and he was a DC head, so I, I read some uh, of those boo. as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> He's like Marvel. Yeah. Spider-Man for life. Yeah. Exactly. Um, transitioning. <laughs> uh, the creator of Marvel and most of its characters, um, Stan Lee, uh, Stanley Martin Lieber, um, recently passed away. He was born in 1922 in Manhattan, New York, and it was, which is also home to his famed character creation, Spider-Man. Um, Stan Lee is known for creating and co-creating Spider-Man, The Incredible Hulk, The Invincible Iron Man, The Fantastic Four, The X-Men, Daredevil, Doctor Strange, and many other familiar names. Uh, he started his career in comics in 1939 and innovated the business for 75 years. He was a good man. What a guy. We miss yeah. him. 75 years is like a long time to be dominant in an, in an art field. That's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He kind of pioneered the industry, mm-hmm. you know. I'm kind of wondering now, like, how will he make pop up in movies because he used to always do yeah, those cameos yeah, yeah. in like the Marvel movies that was really like what he was known for I saw someone suggest that like Deadpool should dress up with like the aviators and a mustache and just take over <laughs> I, I feel like that's like not as good as the original you can't mm-hmm. replace you can't him. replace yeah. it I you can't replace his like demeanor and his like witty comments mm-hmm. you can't do that yeah. just like his grandpa vibe was very yeah, like, yeah. Oh, to see on screen <laughs> <laughs> they uh, recorded a lot of scenes, so I think he's going to be in a couple movies to come. But um, for well, how long? I, don't know. I take my kids to the movie when I'm much older, trying to show them like, oh yeah, here's like a Marvel movie. They're going to be used to movies without Stan Lee in it. That's, right. That's the unfortunate like part about growing old. You know, it's just right. like natural. It's going to happen. His uh, his major goal with his characters and his stories were. Um, they were focused on flawed, ordinary people who faced extraordinary circumstances. Um, and I think they do really well with that in the movies, too. They make their characters relatable, unlike other uh, movies, uh, DC. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. You can't even, like, watch DC movies. They're just so dark. I mean, like, physically, like, the yeah. lighting is <laughs> so dark. Like, how is Batman that rich? Like, I, don't <laughs> I don't get it. But I thought that that was really interesting. Like, before Stanley, you didn't really have that many characters that you could relate to who Mm -hmm. deal with sort of ordinary struggles that, you know, most people deal with, like, um, just, like, responsibility, like, self-doubt, all things like that. Mm -hmm. Like, Superman is supposed to be, like, an ideal person. I think that's kind of, like, back whenever it came out. 
people could like aspire to be him, but he was not realistic. So right. it's like, oh, here's this really cool guy on screen, and he's a lot better than you. Come watch this movie. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's so complex how they, like, make them relatable, but it's so, like, out of this world. You know, like, it's really, um, they make it realistic to an extent. I think it's really interesting how they do that. And so I kind of want to turn the conversation from a sort of two-dimensional look at comics where most of the comic book writers are, um, you know, creating characters and creating plots. But I also want to look at artists who take those um, aesthetics that deal with comic art and turn it into sculptures and arts, art of their own. And so I think one of the biggest pioneers of this art comic movement was Roy Lichtenstein. And he was also a pioneer of the pop art movement, which took ideas and things from pop culture and mass media and turned it into art. And so his biggest forte was mimicking the techniques of popular imagery of comic art. And that was through his techniques of Thick lines, which we can see are from like comic books with like the black outline, like flat shapes and, you know, the big solid colors like the the blues, the reds and the yellows, which were really his like strongest points in his art. And his biggest and most famous artwork that he produced in his lifetime was the Brushstrokes in Flight, which is a sculpture that basically just depicts like a couple um, brushstrokes that are really detailed. They show like the individual bristles that um, strikes the paint and it's a really vivid representational image of pop art and I think another thing that he was really notable notable for was his use of bende dots which is like almost sort of like pointillism where it's just like a series of dots that sort of contribute and allude to an overall image and so yeah he was really cool for that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they originally started using bende dots because um it saved money printing Really? Um, it added value to certain shapes, and um, instead of printing a different color, they would just add more or less bende dots, so it actually saved them money in the beginning. Yeah, and now it's so, like, quintessential to comic mm-hmm. arts. Like, it's very right. it's, identified it be- with them. became, like, an art quality. Mm-hmm. I think it's really interesting, because you'll see, like, makeup artists recreate comic book character faces on their own, and they, the bende dots are kind of, you know, what mm-hmm. create the shape and the characters. I imagine Roy Lichtenstein, who worked a lot with really big canvases, would spend a long time on those dots because there's so many per painting. Right. And, like, he has to make all those circles, and it sounds, like, very tiring, so there's a lot more respect to what he puts into a piece. Facts. (laughs) (laughs) So, moving on to the tip for the AP Art History Test. It's to see if you don't know me by now, you should. I do the tip every time. If you're ever wondering why, it's because I need it as much as you do. <laughs> Today's tip. In the 250, we don't really have a, a comic-related piece exactly, but we do have uh, several pop artists, including Andy Warhol. His piece, The Maryland Diptych, is included within the 250. Um, it's a silk screen painting uh, depicting Marilyn Monroe. Uh, it's one of his most notable works in his collection of the Tate. It's from 1962 uh, with acrylic paint on canvas. It depicts Marilyn Monroe um, in two halves, one with color and one with black and white. It's really reminiscent of uh, and similar to Roy Lichtenstein's... Lichtenstein. Lichtenstein. Okay, thank you, Alana. <laughs> <laughs> similar to my boy Roy's uh, artwork. Um, and it's really reminiscent of the type of comics, the, the kind of artwork you would see in comics, uh, from that time period. So, 
To bring up the trivia question for next week, I'm Alana, and I want to ask which museum has a cafe where all of their food and drinks are inspired by artists and artworks? Tune in next time for the answer. Thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast. We'll be back next week with more content. Smash like. <laughs>